Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 as a popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, cause Doug loves movies. Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doug, and I love maddening technical difficulties. This is Doug Loves Movies coming to you once again from Sweet Jesus, How Long Is This Gonna Last? with another Homes Alone edition of your favorite comedy movie game show podcast. It's Sunday, September 27th, 2020, and my guests today are Amy Miller, John Gabris, and Baron Vaughn. Hello, everybody. Woo! Hi, Doug. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Hi Doug. Love I you, like Doug. That. A very polite group, everybody. Uh, you almost, it sounds like you went in alphabetical order, but I'm going to change it up and say hi to you individually, starting with Amy Miller. Hello, Amy. Hi, Doug. How's it going? It's going good. You sound crisp. I'm so glad. I'm staying at your pad. I sent you a picture of that last night. Oh, my God. Yeah. What it, what it said something about Doug's? Like I'm just, just in like an Airbnb in the desert and uh, the sign outside the house says Doug's pad. Doug's pad. There's <laughs> just gonna, like a painted plaque. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he knows. Um, Doug's pad. It looked, it's, uh, I, I hope that the uh, house is nice, is as nicely appointed as that sign. Was oh, it, it's was lovely. Was it good inside? Was it nice? Is it nice inside? It is nice. There's a lot of really hilarious tchotchkes. Uh, it's hard for me to not steal them. I will say that for <laughs> sure, but I don't. Do you think for them it's kind of a lost leader? They get a lot of cheap tchotchkes and just think, you know, if people take them, they'll think they're doing something sneaky, but we don't care. <laughs> I don't know. I think they probably just hope that people will be decent enough not to be adult kleptos. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm not, but in my former life, I definitely would have taken several ceramic turtles by now. 
I take a pillow from every hotel room I stay in and <laughs> they've never complained and I have the best pillow fort you'll ever see. Where do you keep all the pillows? I've, I got to walk through them to get from the bedroom to the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be nice if you ever fall down. Oh my God, I don't fall down. It's, you know, it's just a soft tunnel to get from one room to the other. I'm going to try, I'm going to take it to Shark Tank. <laughs> so Shark. <laughs> Old people need soft tunnels. Um, thank you soft, for being here. Soft tunnels is the name of my only fans. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Amy, it's Sunday. Come on. <laughs> well, I mean, he has one hole. I presume, so that's where my head went. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, uh, yeah, John Gabris is here and uh, just contributed that. Oh, yes. one hole Gabris. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and Amy, thanks for presuming I only have one hole. And that's why we get along. I don't mean yeah. to assume. No, no. You, you, I, only you, have, uh, you only have one hole that you would like to have punched. You're one hole punched. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a one hole punch kind of guy. <laughs> Just one get... soft tunnel. The other one's a little bristly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Same tunnel, different bends. <laughs> uh, I, I actually have written here, John Gabris, hello. Same question. Like, I, did I just ask Amy a question? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was, uh, you sound crisp. Where are you? So uh, for me. Hey, John, you sound crisp. Where are you? I'm in uh, the, uh, the spare bedroom in my apartment. Um, oh. aka my desk. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm. I'm in no place special. This is. <laughs> this is John's pad. All right. <laughs> you're, you're not going to give us anything geographically. Oh yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> give my address. <laughs> <laughs> the bathroom window doesn't lock. Uh, no, I live in. I live in West Hollywood. Uh, I'm uh, almost forty. I live in an apartment, and I'm uh, living the dream here, doing dishes. <laughs> um, you know the standard pandemic vibe. Yeah. I think uh, yeah, spare bedroom. That's pretty good. Yeah, no, that is tight. I will admit, <laughs> I've been practically living here. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, and also joining us and very patiently waiting for me to find out uh, about the crispness of the other guests. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Baron Vaughn is here. Hey, Baron. Hey, how you doing? Can can you hear me? You can hear me, right? Yes. I just want to make sure. Yeah. Um, no, I have I have been patiently waiting. I don't want to step all over the uh, you know the bits, jokes, and gags of. Oh. <laughs> I got no problem with that, as oh, you can riffs. see right now. Yeah, yeah. You know, riffs. Riffy Longstocking. No, I'm <laughs> not. I'm coming into this world. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Uh, how you doing, Doug? So do you, do you think you're saying like that you could tend to hang back in these, uh, are you getting used to these Zoom shows? Yeah, because I, I really, I mean, as we all know, uh, comedy is about timing. And because we live in a country with the worst internet in the quote unquote developed world, 
um, <laughs> we all have very different Wi-Fi situations. And yeah. so when I do shows, like I don't care if people are laughing or not, because the only thing it'll tell me is how fast their Wi-Fi is. Like if someone's laugh gets to me before someone who's on HughesNet, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, <laughs> I don't care. Like, it's like, I'm just used to all the timing being off now is what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like everything is that joke, the knock-knock joke where you say interrupting cow and they say interrupting cow who, but before you get to the end of it. <laughs> yes, the old premature cow. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Moo! You just feel just are mooing immediately without hesitation. <laughs> yeah, but I'm over here tagging, you know, jokes, but I don't want to, you know, there was already gold being mined, <laughs> you know? What am I going to do? Come in there and get a couple pieces of bronze? No, let the people who are in their pan. That's what scared me <laughs> off of, uh, I, I wasn't excited about doing shows at, at, in a situation where everybody's in their cars at a, at a drive-in or a parking lot. Oh, or yeah, whatever. yeah. Because I was, I just thought, what is going to stop people from just honking all the time? Even if it's meaning they like it, I still don't, how do you interpret that if people are just Nothing. honking? They just honk. I've been to several and they just fucking honk. It's they just insane. do it? <laughs> they just That's do part of it. The laughing, though. That's part well, of the laughing, Amy, though, isn't it? This is gonna Sometimes blow your it's mind. a heckle. This is going to blow your mind, Amy. God. They yeah. have a no honking rule at the Magic Castle one, and people really don't honk. Or maybe oh, they're not perfect. laughing at you, Doug. No, they give out. This is the craziest part. I'm going to whisper this part. They give out, <laughs> they give out little, little clapper toy things. Oh, no. To every car. And when they oh, like a joke or when they're responding like applause, like it would normally be used, they clap those things. And it sounds weird, but it's very clear where they are with you during your act. Uh, you know, you can tell when you're killing. <laughs> and uh, I think they also clap and you, they just use them more because it's fun for them to participate. So it, it's, it's fun to that? do. How does that feel to you, like rhythmically? Like it, it, you know, you can't ride that like a real. It laugh. doesn't bother me because you know I, you know I, my timing is sort of my own. So like, I can <laughs> <laughs> that's like, a way that's to phrase that. The name of my OnlyFans. <laughs> the laughter itself, the clapping noises, isn't loud enough. It's not louder than me, like it would be in like in a club situation. Sometimes, you know, like it's uh, I can just do it. I can just do the delivery because also you can't really look at anyone because it's all windshields. I, t you know, I tell them it looks like I, I'm the comedian that the, the city in the Pixar movie Cars hired to come and do a show for all the cars. <laughs> because <laughs> there's no people. It's just, it's just like standing in a car lot doing your act and, uh, and while locusts are going crazy. But the thing is that in the Cars universe, you would be, I'd call you, I'd probably call you Doug Bentley. That would be yeah. your name. And everybody would be like, he's a Bentley. It's like, this dude works very hard. <laughs> I don't know why anyone's surprised. Um, <laughs> here's a question I have a pitch for the group about okay. stand-up comedy. And, uh, Ready. So once I was in South Africa, hashtag worldly, and I was being driven. I was like on a freeway with a, or highway, if you will, with a, with a driver. And... He taught me this thing. I'd never seen this because obviously I'm not from South Africa. So it was like, it was like a highway where you have to pass people, but you have to, you know, you can only pass at certain places. So whenever you pass, you would pass a person, they'd slow down for you to pass and then you'd flash your blinkers. And he would flash his blinkers every time he, he like passed someone, he like double flash them. I'm like, what is that? He's like, oh, that's how we say thank you. That's how we say thank you for letting us 
letting me pass. Oh, and I was shit. Like, Whoa, weird. And he's like, yeah, and if you don't do it, people will take it very seriously. You know, it's, it's just mm. a simple, simple courtesy. And I was like, interesting. So I was wondering, like, what would you think at comedy shows if people were like flashing their like headlights and blinkers? Maybe that might induce some very bad states for some people. So, <laughs> so you know, let's let's. I like the that. light flashing. Light flashing. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. You're kind You're of a real Mr. Queen. Holland's opus kind of comic, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, mean, I don't think I'd mind it. It's funny, you, you have some headlights on anyway because <laughs> some cars, you gotta have the, you know, it's gotta be turned on so they can listen to the radio. They have to leave the engine running, basically. They don't have to leave the lights on, they're just being dumb. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell them that tonight. <laughs> how do you guys feel about if you let someone in on the road and they don't wave thank you back like i'm 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 with that south african driver i get if i let you in you don't give me a wave or like a thumbs up or oh, something I hate it. that's in very infuriating and i don't know why i it just really upsets mm. me i'm like you then you're getting a special you. wave for me with only one finger involved. <laughs> oh, it's shit, very dude. small, but it is the tallest of the group. <laughs> <laughs> it's the biggest I got. The tallest of the group. I love that. It's you so know, sad when I flip people off because I have like toddler hands. It's very unthreatening, but I feel good. That's right. You do have very small hands, don't you? They're so freakishly tiny. <laughs> I have small hands too. I, I'm assuming they're bigger than yours because I'm starting from a larger frame, but I have like surprisingly <laughs> small hands for my body. I love that you had to pause to think of how to describe yourself physically. <laughs> and I love In that comparison that's what you came to up me. Yeah. In comparison to everyone on this <laughs> Zoom and possibly most of the listeners, I'm way, well, not podcast listeners, but probably a few guys hanging around my size. Uh, <laughs> But I'm a big boy and I have tiny little hands. Hmm. Yeah. Something I've I've been dealing with for years. I apologize. Chuck's got a lot of big boy fans and it's one of my favorite things about his shows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm often the one of the thinner ladies in the room. <laughs> I I adore them. They couldn't be sweeter. This sounds like a, it's just my voice. It's not insulting. I love them. <laughs> and these are reasons that I hang back, Doug. <laughs> i just always notice like a lot of chubby people and i feel so grateful oh yeah anytime i do a podcast meet and greet i'm like well this is where all my twins are hanging out it's just like <laughs> cargo short modeling it, session yes. <laughs> it's like a double whammy for for me because i think podcast listeners sit a lot and you know don't move around as much as maybe they should but then also <laughs> people who love movies uh, spend long periods of time, you know, barely moving. So, uh, and then pot smokers, you got like a, you got a, well, that, yeah, that, <laughs> you know, the whole, it's all, that's a whole other thing, but it's, it's, it's interesting though, that like, when you think of a stereotypical pot smoker, you kind of think of shaggy, you kind of think of the skinny, you know, when you hear the word stoner. Oh, you mean Shaggy from Scooby-Doo? Yeah, you I, think I, of I a skinny person. I thought you meant Mr. Boombastic for five seconds. No, sorry. it wasn't him. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Oh, uh, I haven't been I doing forget <laughs> that I had given you an extra key, like a different straight opening for that freaking joke. <laughs> that's where my spare key went. <laughs> Oh my God, that dude, that song, he's in such denial. 
<laughs> no, that's the. He says it national... so many times. It makes you yeah. think it probably was. That was a hit. Was. I think that's it wasn't the, him. It's like the national anthem of gaslighting. That's the whole. It's just that's the whole point of that song. It's just like it wasn't me. Yeah, but it wasn't me. <laughs> the shaggy doth protest too much. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks he doth gaslight too much. Yeah. Um. Yes. What were you saying, Doug? Do you love movies? I think so. And talking about high metabolism stoners. Yeah. But people, this is a good. I've dated a lot of them. (laughs) (laughs) I would kill to be one. Yeah, I know. It'd be so, 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 so awesome. But I think I'm, I think I'm getting there. I think I'm (laughs) getting, I finally may be able to manage it a little bit. (laughs) Um, you know, like when you eat foods that aren't good for you, eat the ones where one bite, the flavor is going to stay in your mouth for an hour. You know what I mean? So don't, you right. don't have to eat the whole thing because you're going to have the flavor anyway. Huh. Is that gross? Can you give me an example of Kim- what one of those foods is? Uh, pumpkin pie. <laughs> <laughs> your health plan is to eat pumpkin pie. Got it. <laughs> It's working, John. I know. That's what's killing me. <laughs> moderation. I just mean moderation. I just, I just had to really like be like, just stop eating just because, you know, I love food, obviously. So, you know, just eating for the sake of enjoying the food. It's same thing with uh, drinking. Now I don't drink, I don't drink vodka anymore because it doesn't, it, it, what's it doing? You know, it doesn't, it's not a flavor that I crave. So mm. now I, you know, just have wine, you know, a little bit of wine each night and even that. I pour wine into water. I water down my wine. Mm. <laughs> and I still like Jesus. it. I That's still like it. Jesus. You know, so it's like, well, then why, you know, why go full wine if you can get by with this other crap? Well, Doug, have you ever heard of Calamucho? No. Someone once told me about this uh, drink that they have in Spain and it's red wine and cherry Coke. Mm. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's like a Basque drink. They love the, uh, the Basque people like to mix red wine and Coca-Cola. Oh. I might also be saying it wrong, but I heard that from like someone, like some European person that wasn't from Spain. And I was Hashtag like, worldly. Dope. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag worldly AF. <laughs> yeah, we, uh... When it comes yeah. to uh, metabolism, I'm not a, I'm a, I can't control my portions. I have to control the content. So I have to like make myself something big and semi-healthy. And that way, because I, I just can't stop myself. So I just limit, like, <laughs> I'm not allowed to have ice cream because I'll, I'll crush a quart. But I'll have, like, sweet potatoes and, like, chicken breasts by, like, the fucking Tupperware full. That's, like, my health plan. <laughs> Which is not, it's I'm not so what- full of salad. I got so high. <laughs> and if you look at me, you know it's not fully working. But <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> Y'all, I have the, I feel like I should almost write a book right now because I... And technically, I guess you could call me a high metabolism stoner, right? Hell yeah. Um, I call myself. You have like crazy allergies, right? Like there's not even that. You can eat like two things. (laughs) Well, that's because my metabolism is so damn good. (laughs) My body shuts me down when it's like, nah, son, do you want to stay alive or not? Get out your body. That shit is so very naughty. You know, it always sings to me, but the hell is the thing that I'm trying to say is um, yeah, I'm allergic to a lot of things, but that's just me. But I think it would still work for a lot of people. You don't have to stop eating like, you know, dairy or gluten or any of that shit. You know, I'm just saying like add other things into the rotation because for me, like cooking when I'm high. <laughs> 
is the dopest. I'm telling you, you, cause your senses are like, at least mine are on fire, you know? So like when I smell like a spice, it's like, I've smelled it like I've never smelled it before. You know, it's like the same thing as biting into some nice cheesy pizza except it's just the oregano, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it's I love the same coming on Doug Loves Diets. <laughs> yeah, I'm over, here, I'm over here kicking myself because I, uh, you know, didn't eat before doing this show. Oh, <laughs> and uh, that all sounded so good. Um, but yeah, I'll get through it. You know what's going to get me through it? I'm going to give you a simple stoner recipe, bruh. I'm going to give you that. For reals? Oh yeah, man. It's super healthy, super quick. And you'll be like, oh, I ate. <laughs> I eat whatever I want and it is working. <laughs> no, 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 no shame. No shame. It's going great. <laughs> I don't want to shame mofos. You know, no? Okay. Oh, I know you're not. I know you're not. I'm, I'm upset. Yeah. None of us has good advice. It all involved getting really high. Yes, including my advice. Somebody with legit ways of being healthy is shaming the rest of us, in my opinion. Say uh, what? Just having a legitimate way to stay healthy, that, that shames a lot of people because we all, <laughs> we all convince ourselves what we're doing is going to work out. <laughs> and uh, some cases it does. You, know, just, you just never know. I just think that whole one size fits all thing is dumb. You're so dumb. That's it. All right, we out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> just zoom, zoom, zoomed all up in this subject's boom, boom. <laughs> um, <laughs> so somebody, I'm doing, uh, you know, uh, cameos on the cameo app, and um, you know, I'll appear briefly from time to time for a little, little cash, and. Um, <laughs> Somebody wants me to wish their son a happy birthday and their son's a movie buff. And, you know, this always puts me, I don't know what to say when they're like, Rec, please recommend a movie. That's, those are the parameters is it just has to be a movie. Not even a genre? No, just. How <laughs> old is he? Please recommend a good movie. I forget the age, but. Uh, Fatal Attraction. Let's say 42. <laughs> But just, um, does anybody have a movie they saw recently that's kind of a foolproof recommendation? Like you think it's something for everybody? Mm, I mean, I, re I rewatched Detroit Rock City last night. And ah. I think if the kid is like above seven or eight, up to any age, I think it's pretty surefire hit. It's very fun. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, I don't know. This could be a toddler. <laughs> yeah, right. They didn't even say the age? I, th I think they might have, but I forgot that part because to me, the most crucial part was that they didn't really narrow it down for me in terms of like any kinds of movies or anything. And I just mm. feel like they just want, you know, maybe something that's kind of current that they just haven't seen for one reason or another, like a hidden gem. Because mm. I always say Palm Springs right now because I love mm -hmm. that movie. Oh, yeah. But I don't know if that's something to recommend to, you know, anyone. A child. But yeah, or, or anyone that's easily triggered by, I mean, it's, the, that movie is funny, but it's also, it's upsetting. Mm, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. It makes you think about some shit. It's weird. To, it's a weird pandemic watch, too, because it has some sort of like, uh, you know, a little bit of commentary to that.
that yeah. life. Living what that are you talking life. about? Yeah. Everything's a weird pandemic watch. Everything I watch, people <laughs> are hugging without masks. <laughs> and I'm like, the fuck is this? Um, wait, Gabrus, were you going to suggest something? Oh, I was uh, recently my uh, friend had a birthday, like a social distance backyard uh, movie screening birthday for his like 10 year old son. And we were brainstorming like a movie that would go like keep kids entertained. And, and we landed on Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Now I'm mm. sure maybe this movie buff kid has seen that, but that's sort of universally enjoyed mm-hmm. and kind of it's short. It's got a lot of fun stuff happening. This mm-hmm. It looks beautiful mm-hmm. on screen and there's nothing too weird, but there are some like, large marge scares and shit so and you know kids of any age can get a little thrill that's a great that's a great recommendation that's yeah a really that's good recommendation. Good. if i didn't know the kids age i mean i mean that is not a something recent that i enjoyed but it's fun to watch again uh now after you know many years of it being in existence and mm-hmm. just marveling at the fact that the score from that movie is in a million things it's it like Absolutely. they use in commercials all the time i'm always <laughs> like oh peewee uh and the fact that that movie just got made, that they were like, yeah, did you guys see this guy's Groundling show? It's like, well, we have a movie idea based off that. And it's this insane fucking adventure. It's so fun. The whole yeah. story of all of that is insane. Like just kind of where his career went and the whole, the kids show and Lawrence Fishburne and like, yeah. what? what is happening? And Phil Hartman was a writer on the movie, dude. Like that's the fucking yes. prestige shit right there. Ah, Good yeah. Recommendation. Larry um, Fishburne is, would be, I, I think they should do it before he dies because I'm tired of these people dying and then they make an you know, awesome movie about them. How cool would it be for an old person to see a movie about how awesome they were? And, uh, <laughs> and in his case, they should make it now. He was like 14 years old when he was in, uh, you know, freaking wherever they were shooting Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse uh, Now? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was like 14 years old and he lied to them and said he was 18. <laughs> and, and like he got he got in the like he's one of the stars of the movie and he has this big part and uh <laughs> and it's just so, and you know but of course he was also larry fishburne and then years later he said you know hey everybody it's I'm lawrence Laura. but to go from apocalypse now to peewee's big adventure uh you know that'll that transition alone is just an amazing uh career and he was in, Playhouse, right? He's not in the. Oh movie. yeah, yeah, right. Sorry, the, yeah, the, he was the in Playhouse. Playhouse. Yeah. I, yeah. No else is in the Playhouse. So so small is Natasha Leone. She's like six or seven. What? Oh, um, she's one of the three kids who comes to visit. That's so cool. Oh, that rules. <laughs> That's really amazing. And yeah, of course, the late great Phil Hartman was the sailor dude that came by in the. Uh, he's a lot. He's in the uh, you know the original special that they did mm-hmm. at the Roxy on Sunset Strip. Marilee Henner's in that too, right? I think so. That that when you see that, it's like I always love watching like a movie from that era, or you know, especially a comedy, and you see all these people who are so influential. You know, I mean, I'm. I'm a true comedy nerd, unlike most comedians, but like, uh, <laughs> unlike most. Wait, did you, do you like The Simpsons? <laughs> no, I hate. <laughs> no, I liked it better when it was on the Tracy Ullman show. Now here's the thing. Wow. Uh, see, see. Okay. <laughs> oh, Doug, you know, you know who's in Detroit Rock City as a stripper slash bartender? Aaron Berg. <laughs> Who? Aaron Berg. Canadian slash New York comedian Aaron Berg. Really? <laughs> slash alt right 
sort of friend of ours. Just kidding. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like the bartender that also enters the stripping contest. Wow. Billy Buff at that time also. He's still ripped. Oh, my goodness. He's, he's super alt-righty now. Well. I mean, there's I a lot know. of comedians that are. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, I'll tell you what. It's a great way to juice your Patreon. <laughs> I know. It's true. I know they're making so much There was a way to show people I was a, I don't know, a proud boy. <laughs> uh, I have some recommendations. Uh, on, on other ways to juice our Patreon? <laughs> yes. Is that how you say it? Patreon? I was, was going to say Patreon. I was going to say it like I'm in Tony. Patron. <laughs> yes, please subscribe to my Patron. Yeah. Um, um, what do you got for movies, Baron? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, first of all, I've, I've wor I work with Martin Sheen and I've recently worked with Larry Fishburne. Hashtag worldly as fuck and bragging as fuck. Um, so, <laughs> no, Martin Sheen brings up Apocalypse Now a lot. He brings up Lawrence Fishburne a lot. It's actually kind of surprising. I think it's because I'm black. He but really does? <laughs> yes, but you know, hey, I Baron. also want to talk about it. <laughs> I also so want to talk about it, so I'm like, cool with it. Uh, okay, so here's my suggestion. I am going to go animation, but I'm going to go a little bit off the beaten path because I would assume that this parent who is asking you for a recommendation for their child is probably <clears throat> well-versed, you know, because they're asking you. They're a Doug Benson fan. And uh, I would go with animation, but something that's like Kipo and the Two Strings. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that is a good one. That's from the Coraline animation people, the that high-end claymation animation company. Which name? Yeah. Kubo and the Two Strings. Yeah. Kubo or Kipo? There's Kipo and the Wonder Beast and Kubo and the Two Strings. You're right. You're right. Kubo. They also did Paranormal, Norman, and Coraline, and there's one other one that they did. Because all of those uh, movies are also great recommendations as well. Yeah, they're just, they're like works of art, those things. And it's just the amount of, of work that goes into them. It's really, it's really something. I'm glad they still pop one of those out every few years. Don't really feel like I need to see Chicken Run again. Did you hear the remaking of Chicken Run? <laughs> that Chicken Run was already a remake of The Great Escape, but with chickens. Oh my goodness! I had no idea that they were that they were. And doing it's that. already perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I really watched it again a couple of years ago, and it was so good. It's a, it was actually a lot darker than I remembered, and my niece was kind of horrified because <laughs> 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 the chickens were being slaughtered, and I was like, yeah. "Oh yeah, sorry." That, yeah, yeah, that reminds me of like I showed my little brother Goonies like when he was like ten, and I was like, "You're gonna love this movie," and he fucking was like, when Sloth came on screen, he had like a meltdown, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I guess I forgot that that's kind of scary." And there's like dead bodies and all this shit in the beginning, and I was like, really never had thought about it like that. Previously. You just remember <laughs> that we had absolutely no supervision and watch right. yeah. whatever we want and we were yeah. scared but it just felt like a normal way to live yeah i was like just i watched terrifying. jade when i was eight <laughs> like, I was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we've also we've also learned that what like you know white male directors thought was okay in the 70s <laughs> turned out to be just awful yeah, yeah. so many things that happen in movies that during a time when there was you know you know I always thought a pretty radical turn towards the better rather than worse, but boy, 
There's some weird shit. <laughs> Just a lot of peeking through a hole you made to see naked ladies. <laughs> <laughs> no, whatever we were pressed, we suggest. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, did you say a movie, Baron, or would you? Uh... Yeah, Kubo and the Two Strings. Oh, that's it. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you had, but I wasn't absolutely sure. Um, gosh, I, I'm still also trying to think of the name of the company that makes those movies because they are really cool. It's not, isn't it DreamWorks? Maybe they might distribute them, but who's oh, the yeah, company yeah, yeah. that makes? Oh, you mean like the the studio? Yeah. And there's no way any of us can find out. I know I'm sitting at a computer. Well, I don't like the listeners to think we're all like looking things up as we go because then the games seem staged, you know? Oh, Ryan yeah, okay. says Laika, L-A-I-K-A. Laika, yes, that's right. That's why we don't remember it. <laughs> it's a tricky one. Who said that? Some sort of high metabolism stoner? Oh, there's a, there's a ghost on the show. Don't worry about it. I thought you were at Doug's pad. Now Ryan is uh, a ghost that lives in Doug's pad. It's getting complicated over there. Amy. It's, it's the weirdest thing. My friend died. He's really good at movie trivia. So he just to me during shows. But through me for some reason. Yeah. And now, now everybody, now all the women haters know why I have to have you on so much, Amy. I can hear the spirits. <laughs> Of Stoner's Pass. All right. So thanks for those recommendations. I'll just give a blanket. I'll just name all three of those movies in this cameo, and they'll think I really thought about it. Has he seen Mr. Bean's Holiday? or? Is that the best Mr. Bean, though? No. Bean is probably the best, right? Just straight up Bean? Yeah, regular bean. I thought not, that was not refried. How did he not call the next movie refried bean? Because oh, maybe because he's British. Wasn't, yeah, the British. The British were scared of cultural appropriation a long time ago. Oh, they their beans aren't made good the first time around. <laughs> but do you guys know who? Um, what's his name? Uh, Eugenio Derbez is. You ever heard of this dude? Mm-mm. That's he the is, dude that was in the Overboard reboot, yes, right? Yes, with, with uh, was that Anna Ferris that was with? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, there's this movie, um, How to... How to Marry love, an like, a Latin Italian lover. or something like that. Yeah. yeah, it's like How to Make Love like a, like how to something, How to Marry a Latin Lover or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's brilliant. It is brilliant. That guy is incredible. But he's like a very, in, like, he's a physical comedian, I think, at the level of Rowan Atkinson. That's, mm. why I thought, that's why I thought of him. So you said refried beans, and I was like, well, Eugenio Derbez is a, is a very good, you know, he's different than Rowan Atkinson, obviously, yeah. but, like, he's just a really gifted comedic actor. Also, one question, is Laika that made Kubo and the Two Strings the same as, like, the lens? No, that's L-E-I. CA, right? Nobody? Okay, bye. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's right. (laughs) I confused myself there for a second. I was like, wait, what's the question? (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) Let's spell something. Yes, Sorry, that's I'm right. Obs- Nobody check. Nobody check. I'm obsessed yeah. with spelling, hence the magicness of myself. <laughs> I do like to, when I don't know how to spell something, I do like to take a swing in it first, just because then it's satisfying that ultimately you, you were right or spectacularly wrong. Um, I've spelled asphalt wrong for forever. 
You know what? It's I can't hard. spell the word diarrhea. I've got it every <laughs> fucking day, and I have no idea. How I to finally spell it. figured it out. I finally figured it out. You take the. Let's say you're at the Denver airport, uh huh, and you see uh, Rhea Perlman. Uh-huh. Then you have D I A Rhea. Okay. So it's D I A R H E A. I thought there were two R's. Did yeah, I that's, not, R2 that's R2. not even correct. That's not even right. No, you you actually are. I think you actually are correct. Is it? That's gonna, the trick of it, is it's got less R's than we think. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like in that commercial for Pepto-Bismol, they go, diarrhea. <laughs> it just sounds like a lot of R's. It has the word Rhea at the end of it, which, um, as we all know, Rhea Butcher has a joke about that. But you, it is a good way to remember how to spell it as well. Rhea is at the end, then you got dire. <laughs> In the front. Ryan's not sending me any messages about the spelling of diarrhea. I don't know. I think oh, it's D-I-A-R, Rhea? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. D-I-A-R. I did a category on this game show one time, Diarrhea Perlman. It's <laughs> <laughs> just way, rude. It, it, it was, I, I hope she didn't hear it, but everybody found it very amusing. It's a, it's a really good pun. What are people's <laughs> problems? <laughs> Exactly. Right, we should play some games. We're uh, <laughs> yes. We're way behind at this point. So uh, um, I know I hate enjoying people's company. You were going. Go on. I know, right? It's terrible. Um, so our first we two must games, compete. <laughs> yeah. first, well, that's you know, it's funny you say that, Amy, because I do have a few guests on the show in the last few weeks and coming up that they prefer this over a show where it's more. Uh, freestyle everybody just saying you know talking about whatever like they like the fact that there's a game because you just you just show up and play the game and you don't have to really uh you know say things that are going to get you you know 50 horrible comments on social media (laughs) (laughs) you might get one comment saying why why didn't you know how to spell diarrhea i know that's why i'm already worried about the aaron berg fans that's why i got quiet (laughs) <laughs> I, I probably a, blocked them all already anyway <laughs> i do have a philosophy to offer about that though oh yeah yeah it goes like this <laughs> <laughs> i fucking love a short philosophy with no vowels <laughs> well i hate to interrupt how much fun we're having but i'm gonna throw to a quick commercial break we'll be right back Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise, plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. We're back. The first game we're going to play today is called How Long Is It? Um, and in this game, I name a thing, and then each of you guess how long it is, and the closest without going over Price is Right style is the winner. Great. Here Got we it. go. 
How long, oh, I should say also, I should establish an order. Let's go alphabetical on this. Uh, so we'll go John, Amy, Barron. Um, what? Last huh? names, I guess? Last names. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're, are you listed by Amy in the phone book? It's <laughs> <laughs> the only example I have of... <laughs> List of names. Um, Let's go in order of metabolism. <laughs> <laughs> All right, turn, Baron? turn your cameras <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, John Gabris will be on next week's episode. <laughs> John Gabris has been bumped to a different division. <laughs> His body is larger than other people's. Smaller uh, than some. How long in years? Has it been between, or was it, I should say, between the release of the Tom Hanks movie Splash and the Tom Hanks movie You've Got Mail? I was surprised by the answer. Mm. That's oh. why it became a question on my show. Okay, um, now I, I guess a number now, right? Um, yes, you're first. Okay. okay. I'm going to say 12 years. Okay. Oh, man. And I without going up. over. Shit. <laughs> 12 years in a day would be a hilarious bid at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Just like they do on Price is Right. Oh, we can do days and weeks? I think it's only fair. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> What do you think, Baron? I thought it was I thought Amy was after. Yeah, I'm just curious before oh. she answers about well, what, what you're. No, I was. I got it wrong, <laughs> Amy. <laughs> um. Oh man, I wish I was last. Um. Okay, I'm gonna actually go nine years. Okay, mm. you can also, Everyone could change their answer at the end. You just have to lock into something. Okay, oh, so oh. you. Amy says nine. And uh, 12 from John Baron Vaughn <laughs> answer the question. Oh, okay. I couldn't tell if you were talking to me or writing something down. My <laughs> um, prescription is ready. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. I got that ADD or all. Um, my answer is, what were the movies again? <laughs> from, <laughs> from Splash to Splash. You've Got Mash. Splash, okay, yeah. We I don't get any that. wider than these movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was thinking Apologies for that. <laughs> well, Sleepless in Seattle and You Got Mail, I believe, are the same director, but Splash is not. But I also could be wrong about that. Splash is much earlier than Splash, I think, was before Sleepless in Seattle. I think Splash maybe is in the mid-80s. I'm going to say eight years, six months, uh, three days. Uh -huh. Played. So let's recap. What's your final answer, John? <laughs> I feel bad changing it, so I'm going to stick with 12 years. I love, I love that. I, know, I think I'm aggressively wrong now, but yeah. I'm sticking with it. I'm calling you Johnny Fairplay. Amy? I'm going to stick with nine years. 
All right. Wait, what was yours again, John? 12. 12. Nine. In the same amount of years, someone could be a slave. <laughs> if, that hel- if that helps you remember it. <laughs> you know, mo- usually I do love, you know, numbers in, in movie titles, but for that one, I make an exception. And I don't, I don't love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think it's not good. Um, slavery. Yeah. Um, nice. Well, there goes your Patreon. <laughs> I know. I don't want to piss anybody off, but it's not nice. I didn't see now it. I got to mute those replies. <laughs> I welcome them. Uh, okay, so Darren uh, says eight. Well, now I'm rethinking it because I'm thinking, oh. trying to think about when splashes because, uh, I mean, I did see 12 Years a Slave. One time I saw. Um, I'll never see it ever again. But uh, it was great in that sense of, um, seems accurate, and then I don't want to ever have it in my head. But oh, yeah, anybody that's like got that in their collection, I don't know what's up. You pretty much get the gist of it one time. I do have a really controversial opinion about that film, though. That that um, like literally nobody would probably ever think, which is that she would tell a four is not good in that movie. Okay, so um, my answer, I'm thinking Splash is about Bosom Buddies era, because he was still doing like movies when he was on Bosom Buddies. What was like Splash and some of those things, he was still on that show? I think you gotta figure it out. Yeah. I think all you gotta do is say a number. Yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to think. (laughs) (laughs) You said eight years, six months, and three days. Yeah, but now I'm rethinking it, because I think that you've got mail might have been like, more 97 ish so i'm thinking maybe it's actually 10 years i'm gonna say 10 years on the dot whoa all right so you've got 10 john has john has how many 12 (laughs) (laughs) okay um john wins what What? wait so is it like 83 and 96 or something? Um, it's whatever two years uh, uh, that they made these movies that are 14 years apart. <laughs> you didn't look? Okay. I didn't write down the years. I just wrote down how many years apart they are. Mm. But, but yeah, that, uh, Baron was starting to figure out that like You've Got Mail was made may- way later than they made movies like You've Got Mail. Like it was his next movie after Saving Private Ryan. Like yeah, he went I think some of the most realistic. Yeah, he went from horrifyingly realistic war footage to yes. like arguing over a bookstore <laughs> with Meg Ryan. Well, wouldn't you? <laughs> There's so much texting and emailing in that movie. It's infuriating. Like it's just like <laughs> I know people <laughs> people still love it, but it's one of my least liked. You know, everybody loves it. Movies. Ooh, everybody, tell me a movie everybody loves that you do not like. Anyone can go first. Ooh, interesting. Any Tarantino. Oh, snap. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's... Sorry, trolls. How much much of it... How much Tarantino have you had to watch just to get... Finally give up and say... Just say blanket. Don't like him. Um, a lot. And I still watch him. And I do, like, a couple. But I just... I can't stomach, (laughs) like, a lot of violence. So... And when yeah. people talk about Pulp Fiction, like it's this fun rewatchable movie, I'm like, I don't know, it just it's not that for me. I can recognize that it's very good, but I don't ever want to see it again. 
Yeah, sometimes it's weird. It. Sometimes it's weird in an enjoyable movie that's got fun stuff happening in it. That it's also like there's like real human suffering going on, that like you know can kind of be brushed over, especially if all the characters are criminals. Yeah, but I love <laughs> Got Mail, and I will watch You've Got Mail about four uh, times a year. Right, but isn't it crazy corny for? Like how how late in in their careers? It, like it's it's similar to Sleepless in Seattle, but so many years in between the two, you know. Yeah, they, yeah, they should have matured a little more before this movie. Well, it seemed they matured backwards. I mean, I, to me, it just the movie just seems like they're both like I, I don't know. It's just very I, maybe I just don't like the structure of people being in each other's orbit and not knowing you know mm -hmm. not knowing who they're talking to and it's uh, late in their career but early in email's career so <laughs> i think they just wanted to jump on that that's it too I think. definitive aol movie yeah that's that's what <laughs> it ended up being that's why i don't like it i think is that it's it's just too much it's too much about early uh emails and it's definitely not uh it's not predicting what's gonna you know where emails and and <laughs> and the internet is gonna go Oh, those are my favorite kind of movies. Things that like badly predict where technology is headed and how oh. we're going to integrate it into culture. That's my shit. Along, along the same lines, I like when someone hears a term that has to do with like the internet and then someone makes a whole movie about it. And then that thing, like Firewall is an example. And like they made a Harrison movie, Harrison Ford movie called Firewall <laughs> because it oh, sounded yeah. cool, but really it just means you can't get through to the website it's like they made like a 90 minute action thriller called it's like a modem the movie yeah it just feels weird it feels like that sounds cool let's make a movie about and it and they got they got mary lynn rice cub good to be chloe from 24 <laughs> to be his, like they didn't even have any i mean she's great but like the lack of imagination to be like let's just slap that character in there and get that actress to do it Hmm. yeah well it's like jexy it's like I, I mean i adore adam divine and like funches is in it. it was a fun movie but as i was watching it i was like "Ooh, this is not gonna age good <laughs> like, and probably you know a hundred scripts about like alexa siri and becoming a romantic comedy got you know didn't get through but this one did and it's like Ugh. i tried mm. Uh, yesterday I put a, a you know a, a speaker uh, you know uh, that you don't have to plug into your computer. Uh, I set one of those up, and now it'll just turn itself on and say stuff, and it's really tripping you, me out. You started writing a romantic comedy about it already. <laughs> <laughs> it only talks to you while you're jerking off. It seems to know. <laughs> It's yeah. It's really. It is a. It's a. It's a bummer. Wait, wait. Amy, are you saying? Off. Are you saying her was a romantic comedy? <laughs> I hate the movie Her. Fuck that oh, movie too. Oh, do tell why. It's like nothing that dudes love more than a disembodied woman. <laughs> uh, yeah. I hate to. Like, what if it's just but... a voice? <laughs> <laughs> I, but that's the thing amy is i i think a lot of guys especially myself i i know i have enough confidence to be like you know watch that movie and go oh that poor guy has to resort to that you know but i, and I think a lot of guys have misplaced confidence that would make them not feel like that would be you know what i mean i don't think they're thinking of it as good get rid of the uh girl and just give me the voice 
Hmm. Right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I thought it was, I remember watching it and thinking like, I mean, there's, there's a lot of different ways it could go, but cause I didn't think it, it made that situation look good or right. fun or right. in any sort of way. Like I thought it was a trend. No, it's very sad. The romantic, the montage where they're out doing stuff together is you know, <laughs> pretty, pretty sad. But it's funny that that's, that's Joaquin Phoenix because I feel like her, like that, that character is the prequel <laughs> you know, it is like the that's the great grandson of Joker, isn't it? Like it's the same incel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he did, he made an incel series. Yeah, yeah, because also you were never really here. I, I get all these titles that sound sort of like that. It's not the Bob Dylan movie, but it's like the Joaquin Phoenix revenge thriller <laughs> movie. Uh, that he's like a weird incel in that movie too. It started with his role in Parenthood when he was a child addicted to porn. <laughs> Yeah, what kind, of, what kind of crazy kid would watch porn? That is <laughs> You know, Doug, I'm going to pass on answering this question, I think. I think, I think you know what? I, I, I'm pretty sure Parenthood is not an R-rated movie. The Steve or Martin if movie? It is, it's promoted, I guess, something for the whole family. But they, Steve Martin gets into a car accident because Mary Steenburgen is blowing him. Huh. Mm -hmm. It's so funny. And, and then the movie, cop is like, how did this happen? And he goes, show him, honey. <laughs> I forgot about that part. I think it's PG-13, but I definitely watched it a lot. As a, That could be a good recommendation for the, for the kid. Oh Something for God. everybody. Yeah, it does have, an, you know, it's got an amazing cast, you know, and... Uh, um, but Peak it's not a, Diane Weist. It's not a kid's Peak. movie, though, parents. No, it isn't. It's not it's a family parents. movie, and I don't think, yeah. Yeah, it's like Ron Howard was like, you know, showing it how it really is, but there's some rough stuff in there. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's right. I forgot that that's Ron Howard, and then they made the TV show version of it, too, only a couple years ago. Uh, yeah, yeah. The TV show was like, let's all cry about, you know, dying <laughs> or something. Uh, it's mostly unrelated to the movie, maybe for like the first few episodes, but yeah, no, it is the same title and producers. Yeah. yeah. And it was good though. It was a good show. It was just like one of those shows that like, you don't flip it on when you just want to, you know, have a nice time. You want, you need to, yeah. <laughs> you need to schedule a cry or two. Did that kick, think that kick off like the, this is us. Like, like that was era. Like the, yeah. yeah. Super sincere. That, absolutely. Era. Well, like, you know, 30 TV something. cry porn. <laughs> yeah what kind of kid isn't addicted to tv cry porn well and they well, you know that's a, i feel it's creeped into every show like i think every show that's got really cool action scenes really slows down to let all the actors cry for a while before the next action scene i'm i'm kind of talking specifically about cw shows because i'm over that yeah all just all of it is just like we got to make these you know we've got to really delve into these characters and it's just sort of like well I mean, they have bigger emotions than everybody, can't they? Can't, can't she cry while she's fighting somebody? <laughs> that is an issue. Of, that, that, that's an issue of vision, though. That's an issue of how seriously I think sometimes the people who create these shows actually take their characters or the people who would be watching these shows. So it's like that whole balance where the can they, are people going to get this or is it insulting people's intelligence? Like for us, it's like this is insults my intelligence sometimes because I, I'm already watching this. <laughs> so it's kind of like, I know, how, <laughs> I know how people are, but not when they're wearing green with a bow and arrow, bro. Sh thrill me. Yeah. 
<laughs> don't need to go on a rant, but uh, <laughs> well, late now. And if you ask me, Grace and Frankie, not enough action scenes. Okay, yeah. let's have some car chases let's every go. once in a while. He, um, talk about like when you were talking about like being around worldly people. Like everyone on that, all those actors on that set is just like insane. The amount of knowledge and worldliness they must have. Oh, absolutely. And they, the, because I get to hear them because they were all on sets before phones in our pockets existed. Right. So they still like to just talk to each other. <laughs> like they still come in and, awesome. and they're like, hey, how are you? Like they talk about the news. They talk about politics. They talk about like they are always telling stories and, and just having a good time. And it translates to the show. I mean, you can see. You know, I think that's one of the biggest reasons the show works is because we genuinely like have a good time when we're making it. It's true. It's so good. It seems like you guys are having so much fun. I'm glad that you like it. But, you know, the other thing. I love is, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love I just start weeping. I love TV. What podcast is this? <laughs> you know, the thing is also like I always try to think about I've been thinking a lot about. But, you know, we're, we can feel free to move on because this is like super philosophical. I'm about to say. What do you think, Doug? Go for it. Well, you know, I just think about the eras of filmmaking, right? Because <laughs> all of those people that you're talking about on my show, they came up in a very different Hollywood than they, the one that exists now. They predate it. So it's kind of like they're literally grandfathered in. <laughs> like, because <laughs> that's how that like, and so it's like they were around before this streaming age. And there are people who became stars in the 90s and thousandies or oddies, whatever the hell they're called, that were around before the streaming age. But it's like, they predate a lot of the things that are now required to be in the industry. And like, mm -hmm. it's the same movement with comedy as well, you know? But it's like, now we're moving into this weird algorithmic decision era, you know, we're already in it. And I overheard the story on set once, a crew person who was like, oh yeah, his friend, his friend like uh, sold a movie to Netflix and she was the writer and director and, you know, did all these auditions to get some actor that she thought was the perfect lead for her, her film. And apparently they said, uh, you know, uh, Netflix said no, because the algorithm doesn't really understand her in that kind of role. It has to be something that we've already wow. seen her do. So it's kind of like people are getting typecasted by a computer into like a structure that feels like the old school RKO paramount contract star kind of structure mm. and it affects the way that we can write direct and make movies i will put the gavel down 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's like how nicole Byer keeps hosting things when she should literally be able to do whatever she wants and just <laughs> yeah. act like she's not just a host she's she hilarious thing. People, put her in something people get like typecasted or stuck or it's it's very but you know you're going to take whatever the work is that you can get because you got to pay, pay these bills but it's like it affects yeah, the, the way that people think about what even to make in the first place i guess and how to make it the key word in typecast is cast i'll take it put me in as <laughs> <laughs> John Gabrus, he is available. Yeah, uh, perverted janitor number four. Like that's a you know that's on all over IMDb. <laughs> Typecast man, I'm fine. <laughs> New York blank. <laughs> that's usually what I get. 
Uh, who says I'm walking here? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Doug. No, no. It's, uh, I'm, I'm loving all this. I'm loving all this so much that I'm just like, I'm going to declare John is the, is the winner today, but we're all winners. Because <laughs> I feel like I won. Because we had so much fun and, you know, I had, had managed to have some real conversations in the middle of my, uh, my game show. And, uh, you know, <laughs> that's, that's very much uh, appreciated. Do you, let's go through everybody, starting with our winner, John Gabris. Uh, plug all your things, please. I have several podcasts, but if you're a movie fan, I have a movie podcast called Action Boys. It's a Patreon podcast, but we have like six or seven free episodes listed at actionboys.biz. Give it a listen. It isn't for everybody. Most likely not for you, but if it is, pay $5 a month and enjoy a few more. Thank you. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Amy Miller. Oh, yeah. Just uh, follow me on Instagram, Amy Miller Comedy. I'm verified now, so you can trust the account. Um, <laughs> It's all safe. Uh, I mean, that means you have officially. to be real now. When you get the check mark, it means you have to be real. <laughs> yeah. I was being so fake before, and it's all yeah. changed. Um, and then listen to my podcast, Who's Your God? We talk to comedians about religion. Doug won't be on it. I mean, we can talk about my absolute disinterest in it, if that is That's something perfect. you want to do. I don't want. It feels so like people, it feels it like so anybody that would listen to your show has some religion in their life, and I don't want to be insulting to people. Not always. It's also just funny. So it's a lot of people that are just. Oh, okay. Fans. And a lot All right. of your um, Doug loves movies fans. I'll do it then. <laughs> if it's just if it's funny. Yes. if it's funny, I thought you really got into. <laughs> I thought your show was like Pete Holmes. It's show. both. Because he doesn't say any jokes. His show Please is... Please don't ever say that to me again or anything <laughs> like it. So help me. If you ever compare me to Pete again, our friendship is over. <laughs> Wait, Pete doesn't have any jokes in his podcast? Yeah, no, I was trying to make a joke that his is serious <laughs> and Amy's is, is a comedy show to, to get people over to Amy instead of Pete. But it, it backfired. Now people are dying to hear this guy that's uh, terrible, according to Amy. I didn't say that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I did not <laughs> at all. He uh, he plays a, when he's on my shows. He plays a character where he just acts like a terrible person, and he thinks it's really funny. So that's why I also don't feel bad about uh, talking about <laughs> it. Because um, it's a weird. Because he even that's says so out loud funny. to people after the show's over. With I don't know what comes over me when I'm on one of Doug's shows. I just become terrible. It's like, well, you're aware of it and you can't stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't have it on a Zoom show because nobody would get a talk. Mm. <laughs> oh, because Zoom just defaults to the loudest person and that's who you hear. <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> so it's just Pete the whole hour. <laughs> I would love to just, I, I should ask him to just record himself talking about movies for an hour and then put it out and just tell people, yeah, I just couldn't get a word in. <laughs> uh, Baron Vaughn waiting patiently again. What, uh, what's going on with uh, Grace and Frankie? Are they uh, back for like one more season, I think I heard? 
Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I was enjoying the roast of Pete Holmes. Um, <laughs> yeah, all the Grace and Francophiles uh, out there <laughs> in Doug Loves Movies land. No, we we're we're supposed to do one more season. We shut down because of you know Panny D. Yeah, um, which is also my new hip hop name. But like um, we, you know, we were like five episodes into a sixteen episode final season. Um, mm. And whether or not we're going to do that, you know, remains to be seen. So you know, people are opening up here and there. I know that our show is like we don't want to be first. <laughs> you know, they're old. Well, <laughs> I love that show, but I support the shutdown because you got a lot of American fucking treasures walking around that are elderly. Like, oh, let's yeah. just not risk it. No, no, no. And they have to really take care of themselves and they take very good care of themselves. And like, they get sick. Like, it's not a joke, you know? And, yeah. you know, so it's just kind of like wanting to be very, very considerate and safe. But, you know, so there's been plans and we've been in discussions, you know, I don't have any hard you know evidence of when we're going to go back or anything like that you know hard facts i mean to say but like uh you know it i hear 2021 but we'll see gives you know every single day something else horrible is happening <laughs> it's just impossible to plan around so you know who knows even though i've said you know you know like you know a bunch mm -hmm. of times <laughs> That's the best we can hope for. But what, uh, do you have anything cooking in the meantime that uh, people can check out? Uh, yeah, great debates out there on sci-fi. Um, also, if you want to check out a show I did with my good friend, Open Mike Eagle, called Call and Response, uh, you can go to our website. It's uh, google.com and then put Call and Response in the search. And uh, if you see my face, that's probably it. Great. Thank you for being here. <laughs> Thank you, thank you for having us. Thank you to all of my guests. It's been so pleasant. And um, thank you, Doug. My plug is it next Saturday, so only five or six days from now. If you're listening to this right away, <laughs> um, on uh, October third at four twenty, if you go to rushticks.com/slash Doug Benson, you can get a ticket to see me, Amy Miller. Uh, Jeff Tate and Dustin Ibarra uh, all doing stand-up and then I'll hang around after my set and interact with everybody and smoke. It's called Doug Benson's Comedy Sesh, a one-time only event that might be on sale for 24 hours after it happens if you can't watch it live. But I hope you can be there for the live thing. Whoa. Thank you again to John so Gatris. What? What, Amy? I said, so fun. Can't wait. <laughs> what, Amy? <laughs> what? Screaming at me. I can't hear you when I am yelling. <laughs> Are you doing an impression of Pete right now? No, I'm just, I was like, that was going to be, the, that was going to be, you know, you do kind of excited voice when you're saying the last thing at the end of the show. And so I, I accidentally, yeah. I did that while you were, you were trying to talk and I apologize. Um, it's okay. <laughs> I always do a line from the end of a movie as the closing line on this show, and I forgot to do a little of that simple research before the show. Does anybody know the last line of a movie? I wonder what the last line is in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Um, I, I only know famous last lines. <laughs> right? Movies. Yeah, that one didn't really end on a famous line. It's probably just like, all right, <laughs> Dot, let's go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
Does anybody have a famous one? I think he says, leave it alone, Marty. It's the future. Oh, yeah. That, oh, good one. I think I did that one before, but it's always, always good. Wait, which one? I just conflated like four, I think. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, because the first one he says, where we're going, we don't need roads. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the second one says, oh, Marty, the third movie's Western bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go with that. As always, the third movie is Western bullshit. <laughs> now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of Gold is viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.